Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Wednesday evening. And uh, it's been an absolute beautiful day out there today. And uh, I hope everybody got to go outside and take advantage of it at your homes. <laughs> Hopefully you're staying at home and you are uh, doing as advised. Now I understand there are certain uh, professions that do not allow you to... Uh, to do that and uh, that's of course understandable but if unless you're getting groceries or medical care you we really need to to heed the attention of what uh, uh, our government is trying to tell us to do to try to reel in uh, uh, the uh, to get get this under control uh, right now with this virus and I know a lot of parents are uh, are, are crying because their uh, school is going to be out to at least April 24th uh, if uh, if they go back uh, this semester, so I know a lot of parents are are uh, are frustrated uh, with that, but uh, and worried as far as how's that going to work with kids advancing to the next uh, semester, and uh, and of course their seniors graduating, how that's going to play into effect. And uh, the rumor I've heard is that uh, if if they don't go back, there's the possibility of some of the kids going back in say June. I know with the high schools are they're, they're doing online classes, so I'm sure it'll continue as, as planned, but uh, as far as graduation, I've heard uh, that it may be in the fall, so I don't know, it just depends, I guess, on how things go and, and where it goes to and, and how things uh, uh, progress, I guess, from this point, but all thing we do is keep our nation in prayer, keep ourselves safe, and just do what we're supposed to do, and that's that's all we can do. As, as a great wise man, Dr. Vic Young says, it will be what it's going to be, and you can quote him on that. So, let's go ahead and look into uh, our scripture this evening. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. So, give me just a second to look at that. Um, while people are, are looking up this passage, if you have any uh, prayer concerns, feel free to put those in the comments, and uh, we will read those um, uh, uh, prayer requests, and if I can get to them, then those reading this can uh, uh, come together and uh, pray uh, uh, for each other as well. Now, um, I see some people on here saying good evening, and thank you so much for that, good evening, but after the prayer request now, I won't be responding back uh, to uh, to any of the comments. Reason being was uh, I was told by a gentleman uh, that uh, that uh, who uh, I won't say his name, besides my paycheck, <laughs> said that I was being too distracted uh, by reading comments. So I will I have been told to uh, to not do that anymore. So. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, so don't be offended if I don't do that. Other than the prayer request, that's as far as it's going to go. But now, when I do my devotions, we still interact. And when we do uh, our podcast, we do that as well. But anyway, uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. In fact, that's probably, if you see that verse on the cross behind me here, that is my favorite, one of my favorite passages, and uh, mainly because um, when I used to used to run uh, at cross country and track, I used to quote that, well, even outside of that, I used to quote that verse a lot, and has a lot of special meaning to me, so I, uh, I enjoy that verse. Uh, Angela Presnell says, my children, please, yes, Mrs. Presnell, we will definitely be praying for your children, and I know that... Um, Ah, uh, gosh, uh, David Feathers got in touch with me, said so he'd be praying for Murph. Good news is, uh, his, uh, uh, the, some of the things that he's uh, going through is not as bad as they originally thought, so praise God for that. So we'll definitely pray for him. I know Kim Penix is, is uh, waiting uh, some testing she had on Facebook, and so we'll be praying for that. Ginger Hood waiting for some uh, test results, so we'll definitely pray for her. Uh, of course, I know we need to, to pray for our, our nation in general and pray for uh, uh, those who are sick and struggling right now. Uh, Juanita White says, please pray for my aunt. And yes, uh, Juanita, we will definitely be 
be doing that. And uh, of course, I'm trying to think. So like there were some others. Um, I was texted, and uh, my mind just went blank on me. But um, Lord knows those those needs, and uh, of course, keep me in your prayers, and that uh, with my compromised immune system, that I that I will stay safely tucked in my home here, and that uh, I won't uh, be subjected to this terrible virus that's out there. And pray for my wife with her MS; she's compromised as well, and she used to get it. It could be bad on her so keep her in your prayers and uh, all of those uh, who are susceptible let's keep those in our prayers let's go ahead and oh uh, sorry donna grace says her grandson uh, philip yes donna will definitely praying uh, for him as well let's go ahead and have a bow our heads and have a word of prayer if we may please and if our lord we just thank you and love you and praise you lord thank you so much for a beautiful gorgeous day that you have blessed us with lord just thank you for giving us another day to serve you and to worship you uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Juanita's aunt. You bring healing upon her. I pray that you be with Donna's grandson, Philip, and that you'll bring healing upon him. And uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Murph and that he'll get uh, back good results and continued healing upon him. Same with Linda Feathers and, and be with David as well, Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Ginger Hood and Kim Pinnock that they'll get back good test results. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with all those who are dealing with various colds and sicknesses and uh, uh lord who may be going having to have surgeries that you'll guide doctors hands bring healing upon them pray to be with billy jack's family as we're dealing with this tragic loss and give them peace and comfort during this very difficult time uh lord i just pray that uh, you live this nation that you'll touch hearts and minds and lord that you will offer protection around our, our families and our friends and lord just keep us safe and lord let us serve you in a mighty way in jesus name i pray amen well, I um, appreciate that uh, you all watching uh, this uh, this evening. And as far as uh, uh, announcements go, of course, uh, we will continue to have online services uh, for the time being. Uh, unfortunately, unless something dramatically changes, which right now doesn't appear to be happening, uh, we will not have our Easter program. And uh, so keep that in mind uh, that uh, we will have online service only. So uh, the, uh, uh, you know, the Easter sunrise service will be online only. We will not be gathering a person for obvious reasons. At 1045, Dr. Vickian will be bringing the Easter message. And so just remember, all this will have to be done online due to what's going on. So I'm sure you understand that. And um, also this coming Sunday, uh, uh, Dr. Vic Young will be bringing the morning message, and then I'll continue on with the Sunday and Wednesday uh, night message. So again, everything online. So be sure to tune into that. And um, and I will say this. I know Dad has doesn't want me to respond, but uh, Mr. Larky Tyree says hello, and so I want to tell Larky hi. So if uh, if um, my father does not like that, he can talk to Larky. So <laughs> but, uh, I want to be sure to tell him hello. But I um, uh, see here, I'm trying to think here now. Uh, yeah, so there's not going to be an Easter egg uh, hunt like we normally do with the children. Now, with that said, uh, there's a, a book that I always read to the children at Easter, and so I think... Uh, the day before Easter, I will try to promote a little bit, and I'm going to still read that book uh, for any of the kids who might like to uh, tune in and be a part of that. I try to think of a, a fun way to present that that will, will keep their interest. And with that said, Brady and I are going to work on uh, uh, a children-friendly, a uh, little bit of a... a to deal with fear and anxiety, and some of these kids are done with that, so we're willing, we're going to try to get that out the next day or two, we're, we just want to do it before, but I'm trying to take my time, make sure we're going to do it right, and not, not rush it, so keep that in mind, I think it'd be good for something, that way the kids can, I know a lot of people are focusing on, on uh, adult Bible study, and I think it'd be good to, to try to reach these children, so we're going to hopefully get that out next day or two, so be looking for that, and I just think it's wonderful, you know, it, it's, I know a lot of people are, are missing their church family, I'm missing our church family, I, you know, and I miss seeing everybody, and seeing hello, seeing those smiling faces, but isn't it wonderful uh, the, the technology uh, that we have, that we're still able to come together. The devil cannot silence us. We still have the ability to get the word out and talk to others about Jesus Christ as ministers and pastors. In fact, earlier I saw uh, our uh, former 
youth pastor Josh Banks. He was uh, doing an online service and uh, seeing many ministers in the area doing that as well. And I just, I, I just think that's a wonderful, wonderful. Oh, Lark, you don't say sorry on there. I would say I'm, I'm just aggravating Dad because I know he's watching. So don't say sorry. I'm just, I'm just funning with him more than anything. I'm glad you said hello. So I'm just messing with my dad because I know he's watching. But, um, uh, but I just think it's a wonderful thing. The devil cannot silence us as much as he wants to. We're still going to get the word out there. And I cannot thank all of you all for uh, tuning in and to join Fountain Life Bible Church this evening as we dive into God's word. So uh, with that said, uh, let's go ahead and if you will turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2. And Lord willing, we'll look at verses 5 through 9. So I'll give you all just a second to turn there. Hebrews chapter 5. I'm sorry. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 9. Get out here in just a second. But, uh, but no, Lark, you don't give it a second thought. I'm just, I'm just messing with Dad more than anything. I just like to, I love, you know me, I love to give him a hard time. Keep, keeps him humble. So, uh, and he loves to give it right back to me. So it, it all works out. So, but uh, Hebrews chapter 2, uh, verses 5 through 9. And remember now, uh, before I get this, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, okay? So just keep that in mind. And I'm going to get into something in just a second. I'm going to read this first, and then I'm going to talk about, about this here just a second. Uh, Starting at verse 5, For it was not, not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere. What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for the for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Uh, now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not see everything in subjection to him, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. So, as me old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, again, we just come before you. Praise your holy name. Lord, thank you for allowing us to come together and worship this evening. And Lord, I pray that you will guide us in your word. Help us to learn. Help us to grow. And Lord, let us be applied that we can further the gospel in every way possible in our lives and to others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, now, one thing I wanted to, to before we even really get started here, is that, uh, I'll hit the thing here. Uh, that I want to talk about before we get kind of started, but it actually goes uh, together uh, with what we're talking about this evening, and you'll see here in just a moment. Now, as, as I said, I'm reading from the um, uh, English Standard Version, and uh, I had someone the other day, and if they're watching, it's not, and, and by no means to embarrass this individual, by no shape or form, that's not the point, I just want to explain it, and I explained it to this individual on social media, so it's not like that, uh, uh, you know, obviously something new, you know, I explained this to this individual the other day, but they said, uh, are you using King James Version? And I said, well, I generally, uh, I usually uh, preach uh, for the King James, and that's what I do my devotions on, and that's what generally what Dad preaches out of. She goes, oh, well, well, good, I, I, was, I was one of the things that come to your church, but I wouldn't go if you didn't do King James. And, you know, and I, I want to explain, and like I said, this is going to come in, into play with what we're talking about here, so, so bear with me here just a second. Um, you know, if we look at, uh, you know, there are some people out there that are considered the, the King James only, okay? And, uh, you know, we can't be King James only. I mean, you got to remember, this is uh, uh, coming from, you know, we look at King James, it's Texas Receptus, 1500s, uh, coming from Erasmus. Uh, you know, it, you know, if you if you want to be true King James, then you better get you a um, 1611 Bible and have at it. Because if you've ever seen one of the original translations, I, and I have, it is just, in fact, I think Dad's got one up in the, in the office. It is, you can't read it. I mean, it's in the old English, and it's just, it's nuts. I mean, you know, I, you can't read it. So if you want to stay true, then stay true to it. But see, here's the thing with it is, you know, there are going to be newer translations that come out. To make it easier for understanding, you got to think. Look at you know, and, and my and dad has talked about this for the pulpit as well. As far as um, you know, when you're translating God's word, as long as it's not losing the meaning, you know. And I know there's some Bibles that are paraphrased, and and but there are some Bibles that have to be translated in certain languages. Are you going to say that those those Bibles are obsolete because it, they have had to change a few things so that 
those in certain areas of the world can understand God's word? Well, of course not. You know, there are obviously some some things that are, we understand the English will not translate well to uh, to another uh, culture. So we have to be culturally minded. But the English Standard Version, and, and I think Dad has hit on this before as well, is a literal word-for-word translation, and it is a, a precise wording of the original text. So keep that in mind. When I read this English Standard Version here, I know some people, they get a little uncomfortable, but, and I understand to a certain extent, and, and not to, uh, you know, there's some people, that's just what they grew up with, and I understand that. And, uh, but, I, you know, the reason why in our study, particularly in Hebrews, that I'm doing this, and I mentioned this uh, Sunday, is I don't want it to be like all I'm doing is retranslating the, the King James. That's not the point. I want you to make sure you're getting the meat uh, of the, these passages and that you're making that are understandable and you're, you're making them applicable to your spiritual walk. That's what we're doing here is to understand these passages, not retranslate uh, the King Jimmy here. And, um, and this is actually the English Standard Version, they say, is a revision of the uh, 1971 Revised Standard Version. So... Um, and you're going to see why this is important here in just a second. Well, it touches on this. I'll say that much anyway. So now, we look at his passages here uh, in, um, in Hebrews chapter 2. Now, we see that particularly in uh, verse 6, and now we're going to, I'll, I'll, if time allows, I'll go back and try to get into more detail of some of these actual verses. But, you know, but overall, I want to hit on something here that's, that is, uh, I think, important. That we look at verse 6, is, that is actually a, um, uh, referring back uh, to Psalm chapter 8, verses 1 through 9. So the reason why this is important is remember that, you know, the, that um, uh, Paul is talking in a way for the, um, the Jewish people to understand. Because remember, they, they're adhering more to Old Testament law. Uh, they're, they're, that's what their, their reference is. And he's trying to get them to understand that, uh, that the gospel is superior to the law, that the law is not going to save them. They can, you got to remember, there was hundreds of, of different laws that they had to adhere to, everything down to hand washing. I mean, it's just, which apparently we need today. <laughs> I mean, uh, we have to have grown uh, adults to learn how to wash their hands. But, you know, so that's why he, he makes reverence to these things because he knew that they would understand it. Okay? So with that said, make sure that you mark uh, Hebrews chapter 2. All right, right here. Keep uh, bookmark, put your finger in there, whatever. But uh, now I want you to look over here at Psalm chapter 8, verses 1 through 9. Okay? So keep that marked. And then turn to Psalm chapter 8. Verses 1 through 9. I'll give you just a second uh, to turn there. Okay, that's Psalm. If you don't know where Psalm is at, if you have trouble finding that, uh, just put your thumbs right in the middle of your Bible and open it. And nine times out of ten, you're going to hit around Psalm or Proverbs about every time. So I think that's something we ought to do at the church sometime. Next time we get back together, all this is over with, I think we need to have a uh, have some prizes and do like uh, I used to do when I went with my dad. Uh, he, he sent me to Tri City Christian School. We would see, they would be competitions of how fast you could turn to a certain particular passage of scripture. And that might be good, none of that's good review and good practice in using our Bible. So we might try to do that one night to see who can turn to it the fastest. And uh, I know what we'll do. One way we can see and get, get to it the fastest, instead of a timer, we'll let dad. Give the give the 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 the, uh, the book the chapter and the verse and whoever can get to it before he starts talking about it wins. So <laughs> again, just giving him a hard time. Everybody says he he, he goes too fast, and, and I do too. But uh, chapter eight of Psalms, verses one through nine, says, "O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babes, babies and infants." You have established strength because of your foes to, to steal the enemy and the avenger. When you look at the heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set place, what is man that you may are mindful of, of him, and son of man that you care for him? In other words, that, those two phrases right there are basically different ways of saying the same thing. Uh, you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings 
and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So you see that in Hebrews chapter 2, that uh, says, what is man that you're mindful of man, the son of man that you care for him. So you see that that is a, a direct uh, uh reference to this passage so that the Jewish people could have a better understanding of what uh, Paul is trying to accomplish here. Now, this is uh, uh, one thing, let's see, there's a couple of things I want to point out here. Uh, of course, uh, we talked about the um, uh, uh, the uh, comparison between this and Hebrews 2, and then when we look at this here in verse 4, when it says, What is man that ye are mindful of man, and the son of man that you care for him? And again, like I said, that's different ways of saying the same thing. Okay? Now, one thing I think that is important here, talking about the, the son of man. Okay? Now, the phrase son of man goes back to, remember we are talking about the Revised Standard Version? Okay? And that uh, how the English, ver is a re English Standard Version we're reading today is a revision of that. Uh, and the regular standard ver the Revised Standard Version, uh, the book of Ezekiel uses son of man 80 times. Okay, and now here's the thing. You know, that's one thing I want to elaborate on uh, is talking about the Son of Man. Okay, and uh, when we look at the, you know, why Ezekiel referred to as the Son of Man. Okay, now I think that uh, Ezekiel is referred to as the Son of Man, like I said, it's over 80 times, uh, to show the contrast between uh, the human condition, who which Ezekiel is, and the transcendency of the majesty of God. Remember that. Jesus, all right, is the it not only highlights the humanity of Christ, but also the the messianic title that has been given to him. So, in other words, demonstrating how much that he is fully man, but yet fully God. And this is also when we talk about Jesus being the Son of Man, uh, which is used eighty-eight times in the New Testament, is a direct link to Daniel chapter seven, verses thirteen through fourteen. So, if you feel like, if you want to turn there, feel free. Or if not, you can just follow along as I read, uh, so that we can uh, again try to have a better understanding of what we're talking about here. But in uh, Daniel chapter seven. Verses 13 and 14 says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days, and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion, and glory, and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. So we see this reference here. It's a direct link to, and we talk about the Son of Man here in Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. So that's why, you know, it's important that, you know, we understand uh, the um, the uniqueness of how um, how this is applied to Christ. And, of course, when it comes to Ezekiel, if you're taking notes or want to write this down to look up later, you can look at uh, how Ezekiel, uh, and, uh, and it was referred to as the Son of Man, uh, the Son of Man uh, set, uh, set, uh, set to face, set face, I can't remember now the exact, but anyways, 21-2, you can look at that, and Ezekiel 30, verse 2, uh, where it talks about the Son of Man, uh, look towards uh, Jerusalem, I think it was. So you can look at those, we'll write those down, look those up later on, just for personal reference uh, in regards to the to the Son of Man. But again, when we you know when you look at Son of Man, it just simply means man. All right, to, and is what the general understanding is. But um, we need to understand that um, that the Son of Man uh, not only is it, is it common. But God chose to address this to have that that contrast between Ezekiel and Jesus Christ, and I, you know, and I think it uh, is very helpful in understanding. Uh, you know, a lot of people have trouble understanding how Christ uh, can be fully man and yet fully God. And uh, in fact, uh, Dad wrote a paper uh, for uh, for Oxford to uh, talk about the uh, anthropological. Uh, uh, being of God of Christ and a good paper if you ever get a chance to uh, to get that writings uh, that dad in fact dad and I are talking about uh, working together and compiling all of his writings together to make one book I think it'd be a 
good read for a lot of people and bring some further understanding, uh, particularly with the anthropological meaning of, of man and with Christ, and um, I think it would be a good read. But we understand that Jesus Christ, again, God sent his only son to be one of us. All right, he had to be man. He didn't have all of our weaknesses. He didn't have all of our sin. He didn't have all those things. Remember, he was perfect in every way. He had to be perfect in order to atone for our sins. And so we have to make sure that we keep that in mind, that he knew no sin. He was, he was, he was perfect in, in every way. And that's, sometimes it's hard to imagine a perfect being, a perfect man, which Christ had to be because we're so sin-filled. And, you know, that's one thing I think I was talking about uh, my devotions. I can't remember if it was yesterday or today. But, you know, it just brings a, um, a, hum a, a, a bit of humility uh, to know that uh, someone like Jesus Christ, who left the glories of heaven to become one of us, to die in our place. Here were wicked, horrible, selfish people. And yet, he was willing to give his life to save our worthless hides. It just, uh, that's, you know, when you think about uh, our salvation, you should really cherish that and be proud of, of that Jesus Christ was willing to give his life to save you. And uh, I don't know, it just, it just brings some real, real understanding to that. But, you know, and looking here in, uh, again, Psalm chapter 8, we're going to get back to Hebrews here in just a moment, but I think it, it bears some understanding because it applies back uh, to Hebrews 2, and so I think it, mean, it means some understanding. When we see here, we saw that verse 4, talking about the Son of Man. You know, we need to make sure we understand that in its proper context. And then verse 5 says, Yet you have made him uh, a little lower than the heavenly beings. In other words, made him lower than human beings. Okay? And, uh, and heavenly beings, or, or angel, or, I'm sorry, made him as a human being lower than the angels. All right, get out here in a second, okay? I don't want to mess up. Uh, but made him lower than the angels, and um, in which the, the word for angels is oftentimes, in the Hebrew, uh, is, is um, uh, Elohim, okay? And that brings something else to mind, too, in regards to Elohim, is that uh, I think it's very interesting as well. When you look at that word Elohim, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about angels here, is that uh, when we look at that word, it also, that word Elohim uh, it denotes God, okay? That's the most common uh, uh, name for God, and, and we see that uh, uh, in Genesis 1-1 is the basic meaning, one of, of strength or power, of effect, creator, sustainer, supreme judge. I can refer that back to Psalm 7, uh, verse 9. And, uh, and in some context, that could be uh, uh, referred to human rulers or judges, uh, God's representatives, you know, angels, God's representatives, uh, sometimes false gods. But the singular of that is E-L-O-A-H. Um, -E and the reason why I want to point that out there is that Elohim is plural. All right. Now, when we look at that, say, well, plural, now wait a minute, does that mean... Uh, many gods know uh, Christianity is not a polytheistic. Uh, it's never been polytheistic. Uh, we believe in one God, in one God only. All right, but it could give some reference, or you know, the Old Testament has always given hints to the Trinity in order to prepare people for the Messiah. So we can see that uh, it points to the Trinity. And I think that's why it's considered in its plural form, Elohim. And, uh, in fact, uh, uh, in Jesus' baptism, uh, we see that uh, in, in regards to the uh, Trinity, we see that the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you can look at that in Matthew uh, chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, if you want to look that up for future reference, but we see the Trinity there. And we see the, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, my grammar is not what it should be, but... Um, uh, the the root of that uh, Eloi you see uh, uh, where Jesus Christ on the on the cross Eloi Eloi uh, Sabachthani my God my God why have you forsaken me you see that as a direct result back to that so you know when you look when you start digging into God's word you know this is why I think these things are fascinating you know you may get bored with these kind of things you may say well uh, I wonder was he just go on with this you know I you know of course now I love history. And, and I love research. You know, I, in fact, I, I used to have friends of mine would pay me money to do their research papers for them in college because I, I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed writing papers. I know that sounds really weird, and I'm a nerd, so I can't help it. 
But, you know, I enjoy the research. You know, I enjoy digging into these things. Here we're looking at Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 9. We can simply go, read those verses and try to hit some main spots, which, you know, we're kind of doing, but and in, in, in maybe break these down a little more detail. But I love getting into more detail, to, to expand it uh, into its full form, that we see these verses, but then we see the reference to other verses that is coming to to bring further understanding not only to the Jewish people, but for us uh, as Christians today, that we have a further understanding, so that you can take this when you hear the Son of Man. Well, okay, well, automatically, you know, if I was to give you a pop quiz right now and to see if you were listening, I say, um, I wonder how many are watching, watching television, listening to me, or talking to somebody, eating supper, and probably somebody going, is he talking to me? <laughs> is he seeing me in my underwear? But, um, you know, if I was to give you a pop quiz, that if I said, tell me about the Son of God, how does that apply to Ezekiel? How does that apply to Jesus Christ? All right, and next question, what is Elohim? How is, is how is that applied to to God, what, how is that uh, singular, plural, both? Is it uh, applied to the angels? I mean, could you answer those questions? And it, because we want to have further and better understanding of God's word, so we can make it applicable to our spiritual walk, we want to uh, make this a. Um, um, uh, hold on a second here, Dad, burn it. Those watching on my on uh, the social, I mean, on uh, the website, uh, I. Uh, my, uh, oh goodness gracious here, the uh, feed to uh, Facebook just dropped, and so let me get this back up here real quick. I was hoping, because the other day I found out my wife and my daughter was on their phones, <laughs> and uh, I said, don't do that. I said, I, uh, I said you're going to mess up the, uh, uh, that's what, I thought maybe that's why it was dropping on uh uh, Facebook was because of uh, where they were on their phones, but apparently that's not the case. I think what it is, uh, where the broadband takes so much uh, for the church uh, uh, video to go out that it's it's it's, it's hindering uh, the Facebook. But I have, I've had, I've got over 200 watching right now, and I just lost them. So hopefully it'll it'll come back up. So uh, so hopefully uh, you can see these. Uh, what I'm talking about and bring it further things that's that's our point as Christians is that we need to be in a constant state of growth we need to grow to spiritual maturity that's why we do these things so that we can uh, uh, under, have a further understanding of God's word so I enjoy these kind of things I love digging in uh, to God's word and to have a, a further and clearer understanding it's understanding of what's being said to me it's exciting I like it and uh, and you should be too you know if you're in a position of um, we're doing these types of studies with me, my dad, or or we've got a guest speaker, and you're sitting there going, oh, you know, well then you need to ask yourself, why am I here? Why am I listening? Why am I doing these things? And uh, because we need to uh, be sure that you know we need to be excited about God's work. We need to be excited about these things. And it kind of goes back to what I was talking about the other night. We need to, uh, in fact, it was Sunday night that we need to make sure that we are are are. are not regressing, that we're not uh, falling back into a sense of spiritual darkness, that we're not, you know, not getting anything out of the praise or or the worship or the uh, the, the teaching, uh, that we make sure that uh, we're finding things that excites us when it comes to the things of of God, and that's why we that's why I like digging in deeper into God's Word because I get excited and I hope that you get excited as well. So for those just coming back on to Facebook, I apologize, trying hard for that not to come down. I know I've just lost a ton of people just now, but can't, can't help it. And that's why I say if you are, even though you're watching on Facebook and I appreciate that, if you can remember the future, just watch on our website. If you can get on our website because that way when this goes down, you're not losing nothing and you're still watching. So uh, we see that here, but we see this in Psalm chapter 8. Now, I know we focused uh, a little bit on uh, verses 4 and uh, 5 here, but one thing we need to understand here that uh, this, this, this great lyric uh, uh, that we're seeing here in Psalms is a, um, uh, a uh, I don't want to say the, um, my mind's went blank on here, what I was trying to say, the, uh, the glory of human life or uh, what God, um, uh, the great expansion, uh, the promise uh, uh, that God has given us. I'll get out here in a second. That uh, the um, uh, that 
Well, in Genesis 1.28, talking about how uh, Adam has dominion. Uh, in fact, if you want to look at Genesis 1.28, so you know what I'm talking about here. Over here, Genesis 1.28. Just I'm trying to I'm trying to get to a point here. That if you'll just bear with me, 1.28 says, "God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, over every living things that moves on the earth." Now, get back over here to Hebrews chapter two, if you will. Now, the point of me going in that direction here in Psalms and here in Hebrews is that um, when it comes to um, the creation of man, all right, we were to um, uh, have dominion over things. We were to, um, uh, I don't know how to put it, um, uh, I'm trying to think here, that would be a good way to put it. Um, mm, uh, Trying to think of a way to put it is well. Let's put it like G.K. Chesterton. I, I got it written down here. G.K. Chesterton. We are not what we are meant to be. That's what G.K. Chesterton said. In other words, because of the frustration, because of sin, we are not at the level we should be. Because of the frustration of sin, because of our our um, um, I don't know how to put it. I don't know what's matter with me tonight. The uh, uh, Frustrated by our circumstances, defeated by temptation. That's where I'm getting at there. I'll get out here in a second. But they, um, thank you for everybody. I'm not supposed to respond to everybody, but thank you for coming back. Uh, we are. We should be more than what we are. God created us to be more than what we are to be. And I think that's why we have this longing for something more. Uh, we have this longing uh, for heaven because we know we are we are meant for something more. But because of the frustrations of the sins and the things of this world, uh, we we are not uh, doing what we were actually created to be. All right, and so I think that's why Jesus Christ had to come in the flesh to show us the way. All right, so that once we place our our, our, our lives to Him, our salvation in Him, that we give our lives completely uh, totally to Him, that we one day will become the very thing that we were created to be, to worship Him for all of eternity, to have that sense of perfection, to be created as, as, Christ, as God intended us to be as He created Adam and Eve before the fall. And so that's why I think that's why G.K., well, I know that's why G.K. Chesterton said that, is we are not what we are meant to be. And that uh, that Christ suffered and died to enter that glory for all of us. He died to make us what we ought to be, and that uh, to recreate, to be a, to, to recreate, to be what we originally created to be, as I just said. And so that's what we're seeing here in Hebrews uh, chapter two. Now, if we want to come back to that just a little bit here, so you know, it, it's amazing how uh, how God's love for us. You know, He didn't uh, He didn't send Christ here as a punishment. He didn't do this to Jesus Christ because uh, he wasn't worthy. He didn't do these things to Jesus Christ but out, of, out, of, out of meanness. Uh, he did it out of his love for us. Okay, sending his only son from the glories of heaven to save us. Not, you know, not as a, you know, some people may, you know, you may think, well, gosh, God must have really uh, hated his son to do that. No, he loved us enough. And Jesus had the choice he, he, to leave the glories of heaven to come and save us. And that should, you know, again, should have great meaning in your hearts and minds uh, for what Christ's love for us to save us. And when we see here again in Hebrews chapter 2, uh, verse 5, For it was not of the angels that God subjected the world to come, which we are speaking. Okay, so remember, originally, uh, angels were messengers of God to send his word, representatives of God to send his message uh, to, to fellow to men, to, to Moses, to other individuals as we've seen in God's word. But, uh, you know, and so, but what, again, Paul's trying to get across is that the gospel is superior, what, what was given directly from God is superior to anything that was given to the angels. And so that he's trying to make, us, make them understand that importance, all right? It has been testified somewhere, and again, going back to what we were just reading here in Psalm 8 through 9, that reference back to that, what is man that you're mindful of him, all right, him, human beings, uh, Enosh, a frail man, um, or the son of man, that you care for him. You were made him for a little while, okay? Now, you know, again, it is it is not so much, we see that word little there, it's not so much uh, a humiliation 
but a time of suffering and death. His time of suffering and death is just here for a little while. And, and that's what I was going to talk about this morning, too. No, so much, of course, this is in reference to Christ, uh, the, um, uh, what he had to endure for a little while. But everything that we're dealing with now, whether it's this virus, it could be another pandemic, uh, maybe you're battling uh, a terrible disease, maybe you've went through some tragedy, that these present sufferings are only here for a little while. This is just temporary. As bad as it hurts, as bad as it is, it is only temporary. It's only, we're only here for a little while. And then, for those who are saved, get to enjoy the glories of heaven. We get to look to the world uh, ahead of us. And, uh, and so we have that hope of that future glory, that this is only for a little while, this is only temporary, and one day we get to spend all of eternity in heaven and not have to deal with these kind of things anymore. So, now, uh, let's see, moving on here, while a little lower than the angels, again, we're talking about that Elohim, Elohim, uh, lower than God, uh, you have been crowned him with the glory and honor, okay, we again talk about that glory and honor, as we referenced uh, this past Sunday night, talking about the right hand of God, what the great honor that is, and how James and John's mother, they, that she wanted that for them, because they, she wanted them to have that special place, a special honor, but that was given to Jesus Christ to be at the right hand of God, putting everything in subjection under his feet, you know, over the angels, over the, the principalities and the powers and the kings, over all creation. All right, putting uh, all that under his feet. Remember, we're talking about that footstool. All right, the world is God's footstool. All right, so that's how minuscule and, and insignificant this world is. And so if you know what a footstool is, you understand what this, what, what this is really trying to say. So now, when we go on here in uh, verse 8, it says, Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside of his control, at present, we do not yet see everything. Everything is subject to Christ, all right? And, and so when we see that everything is subjection to him, left, nothing's outside his control. Remember that nothing is outside his control. This virus, who are, is elected president, I think, that uh, and not trying to be political. All right? And so if, if you, this offends you, makes you mad, that is not my point in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But I think the 2016 election really shows who's in control because the the uh, opposition that didn't win was uh, they got the uh, questions ahead of debates. They cheated and lied and thought for sure they it was theirs for the taking, and it was a shock to everybody who won. <laughs> so I think that just proves right there. Who is control? You can cheat, lie, and scheme, and think you've got it in the bag, and guess what? Ain't nothing going to happen that God don't want to happen. Just whether it's this virus or anything else we deal with. I know people worried about their jobs, worried about their, their businesses. I had someone reach out to me uh, yesterday, uh, the, the stress and worry of their business, and then, and uh, and I, I was talking about how God's in control this morning, and that, uh, that we need to trust in Him, that God is bigger than anything we have to deal with. I think sometimes God is not as big big in, in, uh, in the minds of certain individuals uh, in, in their problem. God is bigger than any Our biggest problem is very little in the eyes of God. No big deal. Well, that same person that reached out, uh, reached, uh, told me today that uh, they ended up getting a huge uh, uh, order they weren't expecting and uh, really saved the day. God is in control. So don't, you know, hey, a lot of us live paycheck to paycheck. All right. I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life financially, <laughs> and because uh, I'm a huge screw-up, but it's just that uh, I know God's in control. I get stressed out sometimes. I know you're stressed out right now, worried about your home, finances, jobs, your children, that God is in control. So just remember that. Everything is a subjection to Him. But we see Him, verse 9, all right? And we see that, but we see Him. It's not so much uh, with our physical eyes, that our minds are. That's how we see Jesus Christ, is through our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. And those things that he reveals to us, that's how we see him. They reveal those things to us. And then, uh, let's see, for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with the glory 
and honor because of suffering of death. He humbled himself, obedient even unto death. He humbled himself that much and was obedient. Also, and again, not to keep referencing back uh, to my uh, this morning's devotion, but that's the very thing I was talking about, that even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he talked about how this made this cut pass by me. If it be your will, God, that he was submissive to God's will. And I think that's something that, that we can all learn from, that we need to submit to God's will. I think so many people have a bad habit of trying to bend God's will to their own, to what they want, instead of submitting to God. And we need to be obedient. And just as Jesus Christ was obedient even unto death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. All right, and so, in other words, that he's saying that his grace, all right, that his death on the cross, that, that atonement on the cross was sufficient to uh, pay for that debt that we owed, that God demanded justice, and that his his debt, our debt was paid through Jesus Christ. And remember that the grave could not hold him, and Jesus Christ rose again, and he revealed himself in different ways, that he wasn't just spirit that he was flesh and blood and even ate with the disciples. It took Jesus' work, atoning work on the cross, to save us so that we could benefit of the future glories of heaven, so that we can spend all of eternity with Jesus Christ, not, not, not by works of our own, not by anything that we could do. In fact, I had someone message me, um, I think it was yesterday, I've been having a lot of emails, a lot of messages, a lot of people with a lot of questions. I think this this whole situation, what's going on in the world right now, has really got people on edge. And I, I spent a lot of time uh, yeah, responding back to, uh, to whether it's end time questions, I was answering yesterday, uh, to a lot of different things. And uh, one of the questions was that I asked is, is said, well, I was told that uh, you have to be baptized in order to be saved and that you and that's and if you don't have the holy spirit then you're not saved and you have to do this and do that so whoa wait a minute here i said you know first of all you know and, and i've hit on this before uh, my father's hit on this before that god's word is clear that it's a free gift there's nothing you can do if you're going to somewhere and uh, to, to a church or wherever and they're saying you have to be baptized to be saved they are wrong that is a works based teaching. It's saying you had to do something to merit and earn your salvation. That is not true. Alright? And so because as God's word says that if that's the case, that people will be boasting. Lest any man should boast. We don't God wants our ultimate humility before him. It is a free gift of God. Nothing we can do. Is baptism encouraged by Jesus' example? Yes, just as we were talking about just a minute ago in Elohim, talking about it in Matthew, so demonstrating the Trinity. By Jesus' example, of course, we want to be baptized. It is symbolic of washing away the old sins, raising up in the newness of Christ, outward showing of an inward change, but it's professing and confessing of your sins, accepting Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and at that moment, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. It's nothing you have to go out and do. And as a person was like, well, well, they said I have to talk in tongues. And I'm just like, oh, you know, that is not true. Even Paul says that is the least of all the gifts. I have never spoken tongues. Does that make me less of a Christian? No. Now, I've heard my dad uh, speak in tongues. I've heard other people. Now, if someone stands up in the church and does it, if that, if this, if, but there have, it is truly from the Lord, uh, God will appoint an interpreter. And, uh, hey, I'll, I'll never forget the time uh, dad was, uh, I think he was baptized with somebody. And all of a sudden, this woman stood up and just, started rambling and dad's like whoa hold on he said is there an interpreter she went quit he said i said hold on and he had to get diggings and albers to escort her out because god is not the god of chaos that's not how he works so remember that this is a free gift that god is offering you that free gift of salvation and once you accept jesus christ your lord and savior you have to continue to grow and fight and 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 lean on jesus christ remember we have to put on that whole armor of god every day we're going to have to fight spiritually mentally emotionally we have to fight and the only way we can do that is knowing and understanding god's word that's why we're we're digging into hebrews this is why we're doing this so that we can have a better understanding so that when the battle comes we 
we can fight back. And so that's why God gives us these tools to be able to do these things so that we can understand the, the ultimate price that Christ paid for our worthless hearts so that we can fight back. When the devil is attacking us hard, we can fight back. And Jesus will give you those tools and that confidence and give you those things you need when you need it. I think a lot of people... They think that you say the prayer of salvation, it's a little magic uh, wording that you say, you're in like Flynn, and you'll just go right back into the world. Well, then I don't believe that uh, they really meant those words, and they were truly saved, because if they were truly saved, they wouldn't want to do those things to please the Father. They want to do those things to please God. They would have conviction of sins when they mess up and say, man, now I don't want to do that. I want to serve serve a mighty God. I want to do what's pleasing unto Him. So if you're if you have said those uh, made that profession of faith and you're not bearing that good fruit, the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, if you're not bearing that good fruit, then perhaps you need to take your spiritual pulse and see where you're at. Well, I hope everybody uh, got something out of this teaching uh, tonight, and I know I talk a little fast, and, and I try hard to slow it down, but, but I get excited, and I get so excited about the things of God, I, I tend to, to, to speed up, <laughs> and I apologize for that. apologize to you on social media for uh, uh, the, the feed going down, and uh, I, I try to encourage you all as much as I can. I know it's convenient to watch on social media, but really try to go to our church website and watch the um, uh, the, the, the sermons or the teachings there, because uh, that way there's less chances of that feed uh, dropping uh, if you can go on there. So let's go ahead and have a bow our heads and close in prayer if we may. Now, Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to spread the gospel message. Uh, Lord, to expand and expound upon your word. Lord, let us use this uh, to apply it to our lives and to uh, to further on our spiritual growth and to serve you well, Lord Jesus. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God to protect us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, just remember, you better be listening and taking notes. I, next time, when, when all this is over with and we're able to meet, I might give you a pop quiz. And I'll say, hey, what's son of man? What does that mean? How does that apply to Ezekiel? How does that apply to Jesus? What is Elohim? How does that apply? What is, uh, you know, and I may go right down through there, uh, these different uh, things that we were looking at. Let's go back, you know, we go look back over these things. We see that we see him. What does that mean? We talk about uh, the uh, uh, God being fully man and fully God, you know, we might, I mean, might throw you out a quiz and see if you can answer them, and uh, you never know, we might uh, might just have to do that, and see if you have been listening while we have been uh, not able to meet physically, but meeting here uh, in uh, the virtual world, and so we may have to just do that to keep you on your toes, nothing worse than a pop quiz, and i tell you what's worse than that, is the the little nerd that uh, the teacher forgets to give the quiz? You're like, oh yes. Excuse me, you forgot to give our quiz today, so you know he's wait for that turkey outside of class. So, but, uh, so just be on your toes. I might give you a quiz, but don't forget to tune in 10:45. We're having just the one service, uh, online service only. Uh, Dr. V. Young will be bringing that morning message, and then again. That evening at 6 p.m., I'll be bringing, we'll be diving back in to our study in Hebrew. So, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And as I always sign off, always remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. <laughs> well, this is not working right, is it? Hold on here. That was such a cool sign off, too, and I just messed it up. <laughs> There you go. Let me get it. There you go.